Love Talk Radio.
because I promise you this time last year, I would have broke down and cried, went into a, a soft depression and start speaking things into my spirit that I didn't need to. But I'm so wow. grateful that today, today I was able to say, and then I called my husband and I was telling him, he goes, you're not rejected. That was the first thing out of his mouth. As a matter of fact, the problem is too many people want you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I thank God for that because I really do. You know what? What you just said, what dropped in my spirit is why it is so important that we are connected to the people that God has chosen for us. You know, the people that will build us up, the people that will not tear us down, the people that will be there to speak life to us. Because we all go through we all go through um, that spirit and that period of feeling rejected. We go through um, our own inner turmoil where we tear ourselves down. But to have that connection, and you know I love your husband. <laughs> you know, from day one when I sat and talked to him, I thanked him for loving you because I, I just – you know, I, I could see what God was placing in your life, and it is such a gift. It is such a gift. And the fact that you could call him, express how you were feeling, and he could speak to your spirit woman and say, you are not rejected. It is that people love you and want to keep you, <laughs> okay? And that's an incredible thing. That's an incredible thing. And, and it's a perfect segue to what our topic is today because we have to get to that place where we press past rejection because rejection will put us in a box and keep us isolated and, uh, and dis, um, disallow us finding who we truly are and the essence of who God created us to be. Rejection will put us in a place where we start to self-doubt, we have low self-esteem, and we go into this funk place where the enemy can wreak havoc on our minds. And so I'm so grateful that you've connected and you, you have a, a husband that can speak life to you. Because that's important. And for those of you, our listeners, maybe you don't have um, a husband or a wife. Maybe you don't have that kind of a connection with somebody that you feel is speaking life to you. But no matter what, who you are or what your circumstance is, you are connected to Father God. And Father God will always tell you who he sees you to be. He will always speak life to you. Christ, Jesus, our elder brother, will always speak life to you. Why? Because you were created in the image and the likeness of God. And we have to get to that place where we recognize that and how powerful that is within us, that we were created in the image and likeness of God. God is not junk, y'all. And he never created junk. And so you have to understand that you have purpose, you have destiny, you have value, you have meaning. I, 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 was, I was meditating on the Lord yesterday, and he just spoke some things that were so astronomical to me. And he started off with the fact that because the word of God tells us that we were in Christ before the foundation of the earth was laid, and in the fact of what that really means is that we were in eternity, and God orchestrated in this millennium, in this period of time, for us to step out of eternity into the here and now, into this time frame to be used of him, to be used of him. And when he's done with the purpose for which he brought us into this, he will allow us to step back into eternity. Isn't that awesome? I mean, when you, really, when you think 
about it. We put so much emphasis on time, and we don't have enough time to do this, and we don't have enough time to do that. And and if somebody dies, if somebody is taken from us, oh, my God, we are devastated. But, hey, all they did was step back into eternity. And guess what? We'll see them again when we step back into eternity. And it's just like it is mind-blowing the more I come to recognize and realize the workings of God, how he orchestrates our lives, it blows my mind. It really, really does. And I'm just so grateful to him. I'm so grateful to him that he continually reveals himself to us continually. Now, I know my sister is going to come back and say, you know, that some of you may not be where I am yet, but I am prayerful that I can put this out there to be a thought in your mind so that you can recognize how important you are to God. And when you recognize how important you are to God, that he created you before, before the foundation of this earth was laid, he allowed you to step into time, into time in this particular time so that he can use you. You are vital to this time and space. You are vital in this earth realm. And when you start to understand that, then rejection has no, no bearing on you. It has no makeup into who you are. Why? Because you're beyond that. You're beyond that. You're starting to really, really understand the value for which you were created. I'm going to share one more thing with you, and then I'm going to let my sister speak. But this really, really blew my mind. Okay. So I, I, at, how can I put this? For many, many, many years of my life, I did not recognize and understand why I felt the way I did about my biological father. And let me explain, okay? Because in my defense mechanism, within my earth suit, okay, within this flesh, I had decided he didn't matter to me. In fact, before I got saved, I really had um, a deep-sitting loathing for him. I, I, I don't want to say I hated him because I didn't even know him, so how do you hate what you don't even know? But I gave him no credibility in my life. And the reason for that is because once I read the documentation that surrounded my adoption, and I understood that it was because of him walking away. He impregnated my mother. He, he didn't want anything to do with her once she got pregnant. And he absolutely didn't want anything to do with me. And because of the time frame in which I was conceived, being in the 50s, it was created, it was considered such a shame. And she wore this scarlet letter that her, her aunt put her out. She was living with her, and she got put out because she was an unwed mother, and so she gave me up for adoption. So I, I gave her a total pass, okay? You know, I wasn't mad at her at all. She did what she felt was best for me, and, and in reality, she did what was, was God's plan for me, okay? But for him, I had this disdain in my heart, Um and when I got saved at 33, God was like, you know, you can't come into the kingdom with unforgiveness in your heart. And that's basically what I had. So I had to forgive and let go. Okay. So I was like, okay, fine. Because I'll never have to be in his presence. I don't even need to know who he is. Then, okay, fine. I'm going to release what I feel in my heart about this individual so I can be right with you, God. And I went on, okay. So I went on for 30-some years feeling like I felt nothing toward this individual. At least I didn't feel disdain, but I felt nothing toward this individual. Two years ago, I find out who this individual is. God's timing is 
unbelievable. But he waited until I was 63 years old to reveal to me who my biological father was. And the key was he revealed who he was before he revealed to me who my biological mother was. And it was like I wasn't even looking for him. I didn't care. I, I really got to, I didn't care about him. I wanted to know who my mother was. I wanted to to embrace her. I wanted to say you did a good thing. I wanted her to have peace. I wanted her to know that I was good and I was okay. I never cared about meeting him. Even though I let go of that that feeling of of disdain, hate, whatever you want to call it. I, I try not to call it hate, but anyway, whatever you wanted to call it. God orchestrated it where I would find out who he was first and then find out so many different aspects surrounding his life and even and his death. And it was just like mind-blowing. And then I found my siblings um, on his side, and we connected, and it was a beautiful connection. And, and so we got to a place where I, I had expressed to them, you know what, even though none of us know this man, none of us knew this man, but we are his legacy. And I got beyond that. I'm telling you all of this because I need to lead you up to yesterday, okay? Because yesterday was mind-blowing for me. So I'm I'm in the presence of God, and I'm just thinking um, and going through different things, and God began to share with me and speak to my heart. And he began to talk to me about my biological father, which was really, really crazy. And he began to tell me (laughs) that um, there was a purpose for him. And I had never come to that place of reconciling that there was truly a purpose for him. Okay, so yeah, it was his son, whatever, whatever, whatever. But this is how God broke it down to me, and this is what really blew my mind. He said that, um, do you not understand? And I was reading. I actually, I was. I think I was reading something that Cindy Tram had written, and he, she had talked about the um, 250 million sperms that are released when um, a man ejaculates, and it's like that one that gets to the egg and for. Fertilizes the egg, and, and it's that one that causes you to come into being. And so God said, Do you not understand that your mother's egg could have rejected all of his sperm? Think about how many times women lay down with individuals and with men and they never get pregnant because the egg rejects the sperm. It will not allow it to come into it for gestation so that a baby can be manifested. He said, do you not understand that I chose him for that purpose, for his sperm, to impregnate your mom? Now, he was never meant, this is God, this blew my mind, he was never meant to rear you. He was never meant to be that one that was a part of your life. I chose someone else for that. I chose a different set of individuals to rear you, to speak into your life, to show you um, things that he and your mom could not. But I chose the two of them to come together to legally birth you in the earth realm. That blew my mind. I I promise you, I was just like, OMG. He was like, her egg could have rejected all of his sperm, and you would not be here through their conception. And I was like, wow. And he was like, you need to understand that we, we, we focus so much on rejection. So my defense mechanism for him rejecting me was to have disdain about him. And God is saying, you know, we build up defense mechanisms because of rejection, and we don't recognize and understand that the very one that we're so um, adamant about not accepting or so upset 
us is not the one that God wanted in that position in your life to begin with. You shared something with me earlier, Tanya, and even what you were just sharing right now about your boss and and what, you know, what you thought was a door that was opening, but it closed because someone didn't do what you thought they would do. But, But the thought of, and this is why I love your husband so much, the thought of him telling you, which is so on point, that it was, excuse me, it was not about rejection. It was about that was not what God had for you. That was somebody reaching out and saying, you're so valuable to me, I don't want to lose you to this other source. We spend far too much time focusing on what did not happen, who did not accept us, who left us, instead of focusing on, okay, God, what was your will in this situation? What was that individual's purpose in this situation? So did that purpose fulfill did that person fulfill their purpose for that situation in this given hour? In this time? Am, am I crucifying someone? Am I angry with someone? Am I locked in a box because someone didn't accept? me and that was not their place and their role for what God had for your life I'm just I'm I'm at all with God right now and this is why I wanted to talk about this today because I'm just like wow God was so specific he was like James Nelson McElvain could not impart into me what Coy Sparks imparted into me. And I only had my daddy who was Coy Sparks for seven years. That's all. But he left such a legacy. He imparted so much value in me in those seven years that it has lasted me all this lifetime. And I'm 65. He let me know that I was a a person of value to him. He imparted that unconditional love for me, that father's affirmation that's so important. And that's something that James Nelson McElvain could not have done for me. And that wasn't his role. His role was his sperm to get me into this first room. I've called him my sperm daughter before in many occasions, but I really didn't realize how important and how 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 vital that that statement is. And now that I know him and I know some things about him, I, I see some things in my DNA, in my biological DNA that came from him. I see things in my biological DNA that came from my mother. I obviously see the the totality and the 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 greatness that came from my um, environmental DNA from my my mother and father that reared me. But I see some things and some qualities that. God wanted to impart to me through that biological DNA that helped to formulate who I am. We've got to get to that place in God where we stop, where we stop trying to place blame, where we stop being stuck in this box based on what did not happen. <laughs> Or what happened to us that, you know, we, we wish had not have happened and get to that place in God where, okay, <laughs> you know what? I need to really, really understand who I am in you, Father, first and foremost. Understand the purpose for which I've been created. Understand, oh, Lord God, that you have placed some things around me and in me and have allowed some things to occur within my life. And the totality of the reason why you've allowed these things to occur was to build me, 
not to tear me down, not to keep me in a box, not to make me hateful, not to make me have an attitude, not to make me um, be unloving, not to make me be all that my surroundings of society and flesh will tell me I am, but to build me into the product that you need me to be to fulfill the purpose for which you created me. Pressing past our rejections means giving credit to the enemy within the rejection that we miss what God did in the rejection. Wasn't meant. Wasn't meant. What is for you, God will orchestrate it to come into being. What is not for you, in his scope of what he wants for you, you should not even be tripping over. So we should get to that place of, wait a minute, God, before I start the trip, is it you? Or do I need to have um, my war clothes on and let the enemy know they can't do this? I need to tap into your spirit, Lord God, and understand what it is you're saying and what you're doing in this very moment of my life. So, sis, I'm going to turn it over to you now. You know, I love everything you just said, and I felt like a little girl standing at the feet of God and listening to words that he spoke. The reason why I always, let me clarify something to the audience, the reason why a lot of times I have to say, you know, you're not where my sister, you may not be where my sister is right now, or you may, because what people don't understand, it's like anything else, an artist. Uh, a painter or a musician or whatever you do, it's because of time that you spend with that, your passion. Oh, I get it. So, and I and I would like the audience to know that even if you're not there, because, see, sometimes that's a form of rejection to people. And the reason why I speak from that, you guys, because I speak from the heart, I walked in the spirit of rejection for so many years. I walked in the spirit. Everything seemed like I was being rejected. And later on, the Lord showed me it was because I was rejecting myself. I'll push mm. that aside. So that's the reason why I really said oh, no. that. Well, you need to touch why, on that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's vital because so many of our listeners do exactly that. No, they do, sis. And, you know, because if I you know what I'm so grateful of? I, at the time, I wasn't. But all the different pettiness, the things, the spirit that was with me, I, I, I could not, I hated it. But at the same time, I, I, I couldn't get out of it. I walked in it. I toiled in it. And I'm so grateful. You know, I went through a lot with my daughter, you know, at the time, my last one, when she was growing up. And... Finally, I was just speaking to a mom the other day, and I had to embrace her, hold her, and cry with her, different color, because she's going through the same identical thing. And I said to her, wow, I didn't even realize why I had to go through what I went through. Maybe it's to help you. Somebody help Mm. me. Maybe I have to help you. So let me say something to you. This is amazing, you guys, because... You have to be really careful because what I'm starting to learn right now, and I knew it before, but then when you backslide, no offense, when you backslide and go back into the world, then you're really battling spiritual battles to get back into into the into the realm of God. People think, oh, okay, it's so easy. Lord, forgive me. I'm back. It's not that. He, when God asks what was in that boy, who are you, what's your name? He said, Legion, for I am many. And the word mm-hmm. of God even tells you, when you go back into the world, it's 10 times many, come 20 times, 20 times, 20 times, come and get you back, don't want you to go. So I understand that spirit of rejection because I walked in it. Let me tell you a lot of times while we walk in it. 
access. And this is what I learned. Now I'm I'm taking I'm the first partaker because it's easy it seems to play the victim. Mm-hmm. So when we walk in rejection, it's a spirit of just what I just said, victim. And mm-hmm. it seems like people accept, especially back in our day, people accepted that so much easier. Easy to walk into the spirit of that. But now we live in time, no offense. Every man for himself and God blesses all. Hmm. It's not like it used to be where people had that time to toil with you, to 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 go through it with you. Now the timing has sped up. Now it's it's not that people are rejecting you, they love you. But you can leave a horse to water but you can't make him drink. And if you hmm. come, he said come. For our, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like being mm-hmm. with God is like milk and honey. He'll fill your belly, but you have to want it. Don't be mad at yourself if you're not ready for it. You have not received it because you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you're not you when you when you reject it, you reject God. So in reality, guess what? You'll keep walking in that spirit because you reject yourself. Now let me say this: a lot of times we look at ourselves wrong. We look at the reflection in the mirror and not looking at God and him showing us the reflection of what he sees. When you look in the mirror, you may see a big person, overweight person, a light skin, not too light, too dark, hair too short, hair too long, um, you know, lips should have been like this, nose should have been like that, this and that. Mm-hmm. Please hear me. I had my mom and I had my father, my biological father. They made me. I, too, just heard a message of Bishop Jake's long time ago said thousands of sperm cells can go on the tip of a ballpoint pen. And it was only one that hmm. swam to fertilize that egg. So you have to know that you have a purpose. Yeah. For you to be here, regardless of the fact some I look at it, Lord God. Some are deformed. Some are this. Some are that. Some are this. But when you trust God, He can use all that. There's a model out there right now, and she has what in the Bible at the time they called it leprosy. But now it is it, 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 when your skin gets blotchy. And if I said it wrong, please no disrespect. But um. It's amazing because she's a model, and she chose not to cover up with makeup, and she's a beautiful girl, and and, and to be who she is because she's not ashamed. Now, most of us would have got makeup and covered it up, and because we don't want the world to see us, some of us, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's many different forms spirit that add up to rejection. Mm-hmm. But my spirit, while you were talking, says, say, tell the people, I have not rejected them. They mm-hmm. have rejected themselves. In return, then they reject me. See, we, you have to, it's taken me so long, you guys, I promise you. I'm hard-headed. It takes me a while. Some people can just get it. I am a battler. That's why it's not that I'm going against my sister, but I want every, we we call we call it keep it real because we need you to see both. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. a living lay me out to show you guys I'm walking that spirit before. It's so easy to play the victim. So when you go out there in the world and you you feel rejected, it, it reflects. And sometimes people they do that you know they do things for you and. You know, I'm so sorry what you've gone through in your life. Oh, my gosh. You know, and at that time. But now, they'll be like, hmm, sorry for you. Next. All right. But God doesn't do that. That's why I'm telling you guys right now, the harvest is much in the labor of few. That's why I businesses and different things. I've had people come at me with so many different business ideas. 
if I, in return, I thought they were rejecting me because what they were talking to me, they were everything, you got the right personality, they were telling me all this you got, and I had to realize that wasn't for me. So I rejected it. In return, they had to just move on. Okay, if you don't get it, next, somebody will. Somebody will see what I'm saying. So where we're going with all this and wrap it up in the boat, the more time you spend with the Father, and I'm telling you something, I used to say to the Lord, oh, Daddy, when I get off work, I'm so tired. And then I come home, and I'm talking, and I heard him whisper in my ear and say, I can see you sometime going through that phone for two grams, giving people posts, love, trying to see what's going on. You look up, and it's two hours later. I can see you when you do this, you sitting down watching TV. I can see, see, it's what's important to you. So I'm going to say this to you. What you invest in is in your soul is what's important to you. Don't get mad if you still stuck on the Internet or the computer or the TV or a man or a woman or whatever it is. Don't be mad at God. That was the choice you made because it's what's important to you. But we pray that you be able to open up yourself as a little young uh, boy who was blind say, open up the windows of my eyes, Lord, and my heart, because mm-hmm. I want to see you. Yeah. So rejection, what came to my spirit, said, is to tell the audience, for those, it's because you're rejecting yourself. God still loves you, but you don't think he loves you because you're not accepting his love. You're rejecting it because you rejected it within yourself first. How can you receive anything from somebody? If you went into a bank right now and they say, well, you open this account and you're going to get this much money, and you go, I don't want that, you rejected it. But you won't reject that. So what I'm trying to basically say to those with love Seek ye the kingdom of God first, and all is righteous. See, it's not the word of God said, man, they'll, they'll disappoint you. But I want you guys to know, this is not the decision I was I made. The Lord opened it up. I was like, Lord, I'm going to take the reins. You know what I'm saying? The horns by the bull by the horns. I'm going to ride this. Man, it opened up. I had three choices. I was feeling really important. I did. I ain't gonna even lie. I was like, I feel. I told my mama on the phone. I feel special. I feel loved. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of things shut down, and I was like, What? So I have to, you know, the enemy come in then and go, Are you really all that? Mm. And then the Holy Spirit kicked in and go, Yes, I am. Yes, I am all that. And the bag of chips is for more, because greater is He that is in me than He is of the world. One thing you told me, Lord, you said you'd never leave nor forsake me. I asked you, Father God, please, I don't want to make a mistake. I'm too old to keep making mistakes. So whatever your will is, and this is how it worked out. And then all of a sudden I go, hold up, Daddy. I didn't think it was going to work out like that. You know, I mm. told you that. But you, you know, you did you read my mind? You know what I'm trying to say? what I was really thinking I'm at. So all I'm saying is love yourself. Receive yourself first. Because when you receive that, you can receive so many other blessings in your life. I didn't get that. I did not like myself. But I loved everybody else. And to the Holy Spirit told me, what you're giving right now is not love to people. It's distorted. You can't give love to people if you don't love yourself. That's why your relationships and your friendships and your this didn't work out. Because it's like anybody else, and I tell you guys, if you have a minister over a church 
and he is behind your back doing stuff that you know that is not according to God, it don't matter how good he can preach. This is how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Maybe he'd give it to you different. I don't care how good he can preach. When he speaks to you, if he's sick, the congregation becomes sick. If you're not strong enough. That's why a lot of times when ministers fall, a lot of people leave the church because they were dependent on that shepherd to lead the flock. So there it is in a nutshell, sis. I hope I didn't talk too much. But again, I had to realize something. You have to love yourself. You know what the Lord told me? You can't love people and don't love yourself. it, It doesn't work like that. That's why you're empty all the time. Because you're giving something that you don't even have within. So just think about what I said, you guys, and it's in love. No, no, no. What you said was so important. It really, really was. It was phenomenal. Um, And and just so that our audience understands, um, I love the way we interact with one another. I really, really do. I love the fact that you can bring a different perspective to the forefront um, because it is so important that all of our listeners are included in the conversation. You know, a lot of times we always invite you guys to be a part of the, the broadcast, but a lot of times you guys will stay silent and you won't. You won't speak up. And and I understand that. I really, really do. I understand that there's some shyness or some things that you may not really want to discuss on air. I get it. I do. But I love the fact that Tanya always brings that other perspective to the, the forefront so that you guys understand that no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in this walk with God, God has something very, very important and very special for you. He is such an incredible father, okay? There is a song that talks about him as a father. That's who he is, and we are loved by him. That's who we are, and we have to embrace the fact that we are loved by him. We have to embrace the fact that we were created by him. We have to embrace the fact that we're uniquely who we are by his purpose and design. And when we start to embrace that, then we can let go of the things that have kept us in a box, the things that have tied us to unforgiveness, the things that have stopped us from growing into the person that he designed us to be. I'm just, you know, Tam, you know, that my my current platform is so important to me dealing with the fact that, you know, we need to unleash our brilliance. We need to tap in to who we uniquely are. And until we recognize that God created us as we are, he created us in our skin, he created us by having the the two people (laughs) come together and lay with one another for whatever the purpose was. I don't know if your mother and father were married and it was about love that you were conceived. I don't know, to be honest, and this is going to hit you, I, I don't know if it was rape that you were conceived in. I don't know that if you had the same conception that I had where your mom might have thought it was all good and your father was like just getting a piece, okay, let's be real about it. And because of that, who you are, none of that matters. The point is that God wanted you here. And God used what he needed to to legally birth you into the earth realm. And no matter what you've gone through in life, your spouse rejected you for another person and moved on in life. That one that you, that friend that you thought would be your bestie for life, 
turned against you, betrayed you, disappointed you. No matter if the church that you attached yourself to caused you, quote, unquote, church hurt. All of the different things that we can come up in our mind with, even your children, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, even your children, sometimes they don't accept you for who you are. You may not have been. Feeling like they reject you as being Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. I have a bad connection currently, apparently, um, so I'm sorry that it kicked me out. But anyway, I'm back. So what I was saying is no matter what your pain point is, where you have pinpointed rejection in your life, okay, no matter where that is, what we're saying to you is, is to pinpoint it, is to see that place of rejection, is to see what, what has stopped you from walking into your greatness, is to see that God created you in his image, his likeness. He used whatever method he needed to to do that, and he used whatever method that was necessary to build you up to strengthen you, to get you to that place where he needed you to be, where you could impact the lives of others. I pray that you heard what Tanya was was saying to you, where she walked through situations, things with her daughter that enabled her to bless another mother that was going through what they were going through. I pray that you heard that. I pray that you understand nothing is for naught. Nothing is of no consequence. Everything that you have walked through to get you to this place in your life, to this period of time, I told you at the beginning of this broadcast that you stepped out of eternity into this time millennium so that God could use you right here and right now. And when you're done... When you're done, you're going to step out of time again back into eternity. But while you're here, while you're in this time frame, God has use for you. God has use for you. And what the enemy is trying to do to keep you in bondage, to keep you bottled up, to keep you from going forward, utilizing this place, of rejection in your life, you need to renounce. You need to stand up and decree and declare, God has use for me. I don't have time for this madness. God has purpose for my life. He created me for such a time as this. I love the book of Esther. (laughs) I really, really do. Because it opens up so many facets about why God will use us and how he will use us in a specific setting, in a specific situation that we were created to orchestrate that we had no idea about. I'm serious. Think about Esther. Please go back and read the book of Esther. It is said that book of Esther is the place, is the one book that never talks about God, but it really, really does. The whole thing shows you how God will orchestrate a life to be ordained, to be in a specific place in time for such a time as he has called it for. Esther was born as a woman or a child named Hadassah who lost her parents at a young age, who was raised by an uh, uncle, I believe. Mordecai was either her uncle or distant cousin, I don't remember which, but she was raised by Mordecai. She was raised 
to know her background, her ethnicity, to know who she was, who she was born as. And because of a situation with the king of Persia, where he rejected his queen and had people go out to search for another queen. This is it's so phenomenal when you read this book. It's so phenomenal. And as they as they gathered in the virgins of the land, Hadassah was one of them that was gathered in, who found favor with one of the eunuchs in the palace. And, and he favored her and taught her the ways of royalty. I'm telling you, the book is deep. If you really, really study it, because we need to learn the ways of royalty. We need to learn that we are being groomed for such a time as death. <laughs> and when an enemy was raised up to come against her people, who were the Israelites. She was established. She was already established in the palace as the queen. And when it was called upon her to to a specific task, what her what more I believe it was the uncle, what Mordecai said to her was, How do you know that you were not placed in that position? For such a time as this, how do you know in whatever position you're in, whatever place that you're in, whatever things that you have gone through that have orchestrated you to get to the place that you are? Think about it. Vashti, who was the queen, had to reject the king and what he asked her to do. And it caused him to put her aside as queen and send out to the land to bring the virgins in so he could pick a new queen. And out of all of those that they picked and brought in, he chose Hadassah, whose name was changed to Esther. To be in the right place at the right time to save her people. And, and here's something that really stands out in my mind is toward the end, that after she, she did what she needed to do, she had a meeting with um, Haman and the king. Haman was the enemy of her people, and she had this, this dinner twice <laughs> where she usurped what God had given her as authority, as the queen, to change the trajectory of what was happening. And there's there's a lot to this story, guys. Please go read the book of Esther. But in the end, what God did was orchestrated because of her obedience and because of her actions that the Jewish people had the ability to stand up and defend themselves from the original decree that was put out to destroy them. The original decree that Haman had had the king put out was meant to destroy them. And because she stepped up in her role for the time of which she was appointed, there was a new decree that was issued, and it allowed the children of God, his appointed people, to defend themselves. And it, it actually made them very, very wealthy against those that came against them. Please read it. But I'm saying to you, we're winding down. I'm saying to you, get beyond your Mm, your box of rejection. Get beyond where you are allowing your emotions to hold you back from what God created you for, for, for your appointed time. Get beyond all of that because now is the time you need to step up to the place and you need to decree and declare what God is saying in the land 
about your life, about your lineage, about your family, about what he has proclaimed for you. It's time. It's time. Stop dwelling on the negative. Figure out who you really, really are, who the essence is of who you were created to be, and step into that place and be, be the purpose that God created you for. I'm just, I'm at all with God. In the midst of everything that's society and in our world, I'm at all of God because it does not take from why you're here. Why this particular point in time? And we're caught up too much into the little idiosyncrasies around us. We're missing the purpose for which we're created. And it is time out for that. I promise you, with all the upheaval going on in the world right now, it is time out for the madness and for the foolishness. Get before God and recognize and realize your purpose is so much greater than what you're seeing. And in this little sphere of society, on your job, in your family, in your life, your purpose is so much greater than all of that. And if you carry out the purpose for which you were created, then your lineage, your generations will fall in line and they will be able to align themselves for the purpose of their being. And that's what I got for you tonight. I'm just, I'm passionate about this, Tam. I'm so passionate about this. I promise you. We're at the end. I need you to pray for the people. Amen. Thank you, sir. And I know you're passionate about it because it's a, it's a certain point that you reach, that you taste it, and you're seeing that the Lord is good. And it's just you can't get enough, and people don't realize it. it's like a a cake or something that's so delicious to you, it just seems like you can't get enough. I'm like that with tacos and spaghetti sometimes, you guys. It's somebody yeah. I can't get enough sometimes. See that the Lord is good. Before I pray, I want to say something just while you're speaking about Esther. I want to speak to this other part of the audience that, you know, quote, unquote, like how I've been. I looked at Esther and I was like, she's beautiful. And they already told her, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, seen, I didn't see the positiveness in it. And finally, when God showed me, he said it took time to prepare Esther to go see yeah. the king now. Yeah. They didn't just say, here you go, go to the king. They had to wash her body in certain herbs and fragrances mm. to come out in her pores and, and to teach her etiquette and different things. So I'm speaking to the ones out there that you feel like, I'm not an Esther, but you don't know if you're an Esther or not because God is preparing you and prepping you and teaching mm. you etiquette and mm. spiritual warfare so you could be able to step out there and do what Esther has done at such a time yes. In order the ability to be a business owner or something, you have to be able to, what are you putting in your spirit? What are you looking forward to? Putting God first and God gives you the ideas and the spirit to be able to move and have your being. But if Esther would have rejected and said, I'm not pretty enough, and I, people don't know, oh, I ain't going to do this. Because even when she went before the king, she had a fear a little bit because, see, you couldn't just speak to the king. That's right. She requested to see the king. You couldn't just speak to the king. The king had to want you to see you. Okay? So understand something. When you're in the presence of God, you're in the presence of the king. But he gives you the opportunity to request to see him. And when you go before him, what you said is prepare yourself. Yes. Meaning just go before him. It don't matter if you're filthy, if you don't feel like you're anything, filthy rags. Go before him so he can prepare your spirit like the spirit of Esther. Because it only takes one moment, one night with the king will change everything. I say that to you guys all the time. I'm praying right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, before we get off, I know it's time, that we just break the bonds and the chains of rejection, of self-lack, of self-worth, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm praying for our audience right now, Father God, that they will receive your grace, your peace, your love, your acceptance, that it will pour over all the nation in the name of Jesus. And that they will be disciples and work, make more disciples in the land. 
And we thank yes. you, Father, for everything, every word that you give us that proceeds out of your mouth. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for covering us, even with everything that's going on around us. Thank you for never leaving nor forsaking us. In Jesus' name, I love you guys. Be blessed so much for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God because really it's all about him. (laughs) Guys, it is truly, truly all about him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, next week we may have a a, um, a a little special task for you guys because since I am going to actually be with my sister, <laughs> maybe we'll do a Facebook Live as we come to you. But anyway, you guys have an incredible week. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Same God channel. May not be the same God time, but same God channel for sure. God bless you. We love you. God bless you. Be blessed. I love you, sis. I love you too. God bless. Let's keep it real.